Cunts want to be snowflakes. They want you to tell them how nobody in this whole world compares to them. Apologies to Prince. All the little fame monsters on Instagram, look at me, I put jam on my toast. And I found someone different. Amy doesn't try to stand out. I don't sit alone and scroll through her status updates and home in on her misleading photographs of staged joy. When I'm with her, I'm with her. And when she leaves me, she goes where she said she was going. Of course, I've followed her. And I occasionally look in her phone. I have to know that she isn't lying. I think I smell salt air, Amy says. Not yet, I tell her. Couple more minutes. She nods. She doesn't fight about stupid shit. She's no angry Beck. That sick girl lied to the people with whom she was closest. Me, Peach, her fucking fellow writers in school. She told me her father was dead. He wasn't. She told me she hated Magnolia just because her friend Peach hated it. She was lying. I read her email. Amy is a nice girl, and nice girls lie to strangers to be polite, not to people they love. Even right now, she's wearing a threadbare URI tank top. She didn't go to URI. She didn't go anywhere, but she always wears a college shirt. She got a brown shirt for me just for this trip. We can tell people that I'm a student and you're my professor, she giggled. My married professor. She digs up these shirts at various Goodwills all over the city. Her chest is always screaming, Go Tigers, Arizona State, Pitt. I tend to the stacks and eavesdrop as people who come into the shop try to connect with her. Did you go to Princeton? Did you go to UMass? Do you go to NYU? And she always answers, yes. She makes nice with the women and she lets the dudes think they have a shot. They don't. She likes a conversation. She likes a story. My little anthropologist. My listener. We are nearing the road that takes us to Little Compton and just when I think life can't get any better, I see flashing lights. A cop is coming at us. Hard. His lights are on and his sirens are blaring and the music is gone. I break and I try to keep my legs from shaking. What the fuck? Amy says. You weren't even speeding. I don't think so, I say, keeping my eyes on the rearview mirror as the cop opens his door. Amy turns to me. What did you do? What did I do? I murdered my ex-girlfriend Guinevere Beck. I buried her body in upstate New York and then pinned it on her therapist, Dr. Nikki Angevine. Before that, I strangled her friend, Peach Salinger. I killed her less than five fucking miles from here on a beach by her family's house and made it look like a suicide. I also did away with a drug-addled soda jerk named Benji Keys. His cremated body is in his storage unit, but his family thinks he died on a bender. Oh, also, the first girl I ever loved, Candace. I put her out to sea. Nobody knows I did any of these things, so it's like that if a tree falls in the woods question. I have no idea, I say, and this is a fucking nightmare. Amy rummages around the glove box for the rentals registration, takes it out, and then slams it shut. Officer Thomas Jenks doesn't take off his sunglasses. He has round shoulders and his uniform is slightly too large. License and registration, he says.
his eyes burrow into my chest, the word brown. You heading back to school? Uh, just going a little Compton, I say, and then I cover. Eventually, taking my time. He doesn't acknowledge my passive-aggressive defense. I was not fucking speeding, and I am not a brown asshole, and this is why I don't wear college shirts. He studies my New York driver's license. A century passes, and then another. Amy coughs. Officer, what did we do wrong? Officer Jenks looks at her, then at me. You didn't signal when you turned. Are you kidding me? Motherfucker. Ah, I say. I'm sorry. Jenks says he needs a few minutes, and he plods back to his car, breaking into a jog, and he shouldn't be jogging. He also shouldn't need a few minutes.